You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the premium podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Charlie Brownish, Lightwork Yagami, Blart Bent, Buzz Outchia, Method Man Splaining, Meek Millhouse, Patrick Swaley. Keep that same energy on when you see me, YOLO Baggins. Here in the spaceship tonight, <laughs> and as always, I enjoy my Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Lord of Lightsabers, Jay Prince of All Saints, Dame Diner Dash, Sean Jean Luc Picard, and Baptist Ameriba. <laughs> you like that? Don't you? You're a blessing. <laughs> oh my god. Man, I, I feel unprepared. <laughs> no, you said you listened to the show before. You got to know about the AKA. Like, you know? I know, but I didn't come with That's none. Okay. I, I, I didn't come with my bar We're going to get some oh, for you. Oh, you know what? I got one. Okay. Might get me fired from every job I got. But That's well, always so, a good one. Yeah. Well, you guys may be hearing some voices. Yes. Some additional voices besides Ben, I mean myself. Yes, and so let's introduce our special guest that we have in the spaceship tonight. It's been a long time coming. You might have seen one of them on our YouTube channel. Yep. You know, the other one has, you know, you've seen around and doing a lot of different things. And now they're both in the spaceship tonight. So let's all welcome. First up, we have Vita Ayala, you know, writer, done all kind of things like The Wild, Supergirl, Xena, Warrior Princess, Morbius, The Living Vampire. Live Wire! There we go. There, you, know, you, know, you know, the good things right there. I mean, My all point. these are good things, but Live Wire, you know, let's. True facts, we're just going to talk about Livewire's hair for the rest of this. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that's you know, one of the most important that's things in comments happening right there is Livewire's hair. And, and also, <laughs> something I'm looking forward to, and a lot of people are, yeah. the upcoming Children of the Atom. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. oh. It's all right. It's good. You know, oh. it looks real good. I mean, between the both of y'all, y'all also have something cooking that is, you know, an- another little bit thing, but we'll get to that. We also have Danny Lore in the building, another author, writer, editor. Have been published all kind of place. Just dropped Queen of Bad Dreams, yeah. and has you know, like I said, both of y'all together, a little book, a little something. You know, character. He's been in a few movies here and there. I guess you know, you know I mean, been yeah. around for Small a while. Potatoes. Yeah. If, if yeah. you if you, you know. if you read words, yeah, <laughs> or watch, yeah, or watch films, yeah, films, books, all those things. Bond, Shake and Not Stir, James Bond from Dynamite Comics. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Big things coming. So let's welcome the both to the spaceship tonight. We do we do have an AK. We have okay. a joint AK. Okay. Yep. okay. We are twin speaks. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. That's right. I like that. Wow. Well done there. Well done there. What's Dude, the one that was gonna get you fired though? Emancipated Blackula. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Why would that get you fired? 
I don't think that I am allowed to say blackula. I'm not <laughs> blackula. The emancipated wow. part's fine. I just don't. my real question is that is that is now that going to be how you're listed on Morbius? Just <laughs> I one day my goal is to have a vampire hunting character say blackula. I just don't know if that's <laughs> don't know legal. How you gonna fit that in there? I, I'll figure it out. I'll I've been trying to write a. A uh, scene where a character fights a ninja just so I can say some, some say ninja please. Uh, <laughs> worth it. Worth it. See, it's, it's the little puns that make writing worth it. <laughs> so Unnecessary, good. ridiculous. Don't steal that anymore. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Either of those. But yes, we have two very special guests in the spaceship tonight. Thank you for joining us. It's been a long time coming, like I said before. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having you us. Know, how are y'all doing? Pretty good. We spent the day uh, trying to figure out a bunch of plot stuff for things that we were doing together and apart. Okay. We actually, yeah. we, we riff help all each the other. time. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing yeah. a lot of writing. I don't know where I am, who I am anymore. Thank you for introducing <laughs> me so I remembered, you know, it's been a day. A good day. I mean, you got a lot of things going right now. Many different books on the market coming out. Um, You know, something that like as a... I don't want to call myself a fellow writer because, you know, not you are, a, fellow you are writer. a fellow writer. You are. That's all it. Right, all right, whatever. Do um, you write? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I struggle yeah. through it <laughs> all Same. the time. Same. Well, then that, you know, that leads into my first question for you. Like, how do you deal with it? Like, how do you deal with the stress? Like, <laughs> you, you think we deal with it. That's really, <laughs> that was your first mistake. I sweat on the inside all the time. Just stressed out. on the outside right now. <laughs> um. So I'm going to be like super serious for a second and then completely, you know, like pretend I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. But the genuine truth is the second I decided that um, I was making the swap to freelance, I made sure to get back into therapy. Mm. Um, Is that having that avenue, having a therapist to talk to, because like Mm. it's wild, you know, like and friends who are in the industry can help. You know, Vita, you know, helps me with that a lot. Some of my uh, other friends as well. But like. Sometimes it really helps to turn to somebody who has never existed in the comic book industry. Like maybe they read something, saw a movie, but like they're not in it. And then explaining the nonsense about how some things work Mm. and then getting someone who is like a professional to be like, just so you know, that's not normal. Yeah. Like like on like the both the small and the large and like the large scale, Mm. you know, like explaining things like, you know, like the CGers or, you know, just how publishing works in general on both like a prose and comic scale, like having someone who's not part of that field who is there just for you to talk to. Yeah. Um, and it isn't putting an extra burden on it like it might be for a friend is really, really helpful uh, to me um, mm, okay. because there is a lot of stuff that as freelancers, especially breaking in, like, you know, um, it's hard to tell where you're at, both like on like a a. um you know, week to week uh, sort of thing, but also on a, yo, where am I at professionally? Like, yeah. is, am I being, you know, like sometimes when you're sitting there and you have emails from editors, even the good things seem wild, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like it sure. seems surreal, you know, like talking to people and being like, cool. So if X, Y, and Z happens, like, are you going full freelance? Like, Sometimes it happens super fast and you're not sure whether it's a reasonable conversation to have. And so that is one of those things that like therapy helps with. Um, And I like talking about it a lot because it's I think that it's something that even if you don't think that you're like deep in the shits mentally, like that you that like as a freelancer and as people who are transitioning into freelance uh, is really, really helpful. Um, 
Also, my wife sits on my cell phone when um, I get notifications on Twitter that uh, stress me out. She literally grabs it from me Good. and will sit on it and so that I'm not allowed to touch it for an hour. Excellent. I've been trying this new thing where I uninstall it from my phone if there's like Twitter, if there's nothing like major that I need yeah. to deal with on Twitter, like an announcement or whatever. Right. Uh, and that has helped so much. I am a generally super depressed person. I'm Su- not super anxious most of the time, but I'm I'm just super depressed. I'm super anxious uh, and not so much depressed. It's a so. great <laughs> partnership. I like it. Okay. This is why we work really well. Um, it's chronic. It's uh, biological. It's been my whole life. Uh, but like, you know, Twitter is a, is a lie. Like it just yeah. the way that it works and the way that the algorithm works amplifies all the negative stuff and it, you just go into a sinkhole and then you can't do anything. And so I've been doing that. Um, and that's my semi-serious answer is take Twitter off your phone. Just fucking stop being on Twitter. And and, uh, some, and sometimes <laughs> that's hard because like not so much for comics because like I got into comic work very much through Vita and like Matt Rosenberg and my other friends. But like I also do prose and I discovered most of my prose community via Twitter. Um, and so it's a very complicated right. like midway of figuring out like not necessarily for, you know, like having, you know, a presence or a brand, but like that that very sincerely a lot of my social media community is that community that got me into writing my blackness in a very w- real way. I met right. the other black writers who were doing that business and then also editors, both black and not black, who were interested in reading that sort of work there. So it's a very weird kind of midpoint of um, trusting that sometimes you don't Sometimes you don't need to hear every voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to make it seem oh, like no, Twitter I was just is saying, like, the devil. I mean, it is the devil. It is the devil. It is. But it's also it's also a place where you can connect with other people going through yeah. that shit, like with you. Um, but I think that like what helps me write and what helps me kind of figure out how to prioritize my life um, is uh, realizing that no one thing is is the thing that's making me successful. Except for my own willpower. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are helping and Vita me. Vita is built entirely of willpower and maybe a little spite. Mostly uh, willpower. It's, it's a lot of <laughs> probably 50-50. Um, but like, the, you know, um, willpower only gets you so far, right? But you have to diversify kind of how spite you deal is. with you stuff. You have to diversify your bonds. Spite is it. Exa- I say that all the time and most people don't know that yeah, reference yeah. and it just hurts Wait, me. It? Diversify your bonds. It's just really nice <laughs> to be amongst yeah, black people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, no like, like, V is also under. <laughs> Selling that they are that they are possibly the biggest hustler, like uh, on like a hustle scale, not like a con man scale. Um, that's that's us to together. Um, no, uh, <laughs> but like no, but how do you how yeah. do you deal with the pressure? Uh, you be kind to yourself. So like I also like uh, part of my depression is like hating myself a little bit. This is going to be real about you that. Should be real. Um, and that's just uh, also a feature of being brown in America <laughs> and black, especially in America. Uh, you know, so that's something that I have to deal with. But I, I, I started to try and think of myself and my circumstances as if happening to someone else. And yeah. I was like, well, what would I say to somebody else that was going through this? All right, I got to follow my own advice. Otherwise, I'm a hypocrite. All right. You know, am I work? You know, I constantly think I'm not working hard enough. And my oh, wife will be like, you're, you're bananas. And I'm like, no, like, I, I, you know, I feel like it's never enough. And then I'm like, what would I say to another human being that was doing this right now? I tell them to go fucking lie down. <laughs> tell them to go drink some ginger ale. Yeah, just have fun. Um, and so, like, doing that to myself has allowed me to make room for myself. Mm. So the way that I deal with all that pressure is I tell myself to relax and go watch an episode of something that I enjoy or, you know, whatever. 
I also found that um, this is an advice show now. <laughs> no, uh, also, also <laughs> Sorry. like okay. I, I had a very weird route into comics, not in writing in general, but weird, but into comics in that like without us doing like necessar- like all of our work together, I very much like sh- like shadowed both Vita and Matt Rosenberg in a lot of ways. Uh, quietly, no, I literally did this like full on stealth in Forbidden Planet, like, like because we were all working together at Forbidden Planet for years. <laughs> Just see you ducking behind, like I um, was like, and mm-hmm. we were all working together when their both their careers really started, yeah. and so I there like nothing can prepare you <laughs> for it in a very real way, but there are a lot of things that I was prepped for because all I did was while they were talking you know, both on a business and a craft scale was shut up and listen to them while they talked. Like, they weren't talking to me. Like, they were talking next to my register. And, you know, I just, when they were super stressed about things or, you know, like, you know, when they would hear about rejections or things like that, like, I was listening. So, like, I was watching that trajectory. And so then being able to kind of see, like, what happened with both of them and then me going through like only about two years off, really, like yeah. two years shifted, you know, like having a little bit of that while it can't prepare me, like I was able to put it a little bit more into per- perspective than I would have if I was doing it without having watched them beforehand. Right. Moral of the story is make good friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what gets you through. So to kind of summarize what you two are saying, mm-hmm. it sounds like one of the main things is you have to build your own community. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Both for feedback and for guidance. Um, you have to decompress. You mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, sitting down. I mentioned drinking ginger ale and watching Golden Girls or something I got like my that. switch in my bag. Like, the Playing second I'm on the train, like, <laughs> it's on. Just a poke. And, Danny, machine. you made a really good point that I want to reiterate about going to a therapist. Yes. <clears throat> if you have the means, please go to a therapist um, or someone else that's qualified. Because I think the other part that people realize don't realize is that therapy is essential. It's, it's part of your mental maintenance mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way just like other body parts need to be maintained yeah whether you walk or go to gym whatever that's a body part that needs to be maintained that that's a muscle so you have to definitely exercise it but also check up on it as well so i want to make that point again like i think that was very mm-hmm. important you mentioned that and two it's important because like as as black and brown people we're told that we just have to suck it up all the time and so it's something that you get used to just Oh, yeah. does it hurt? It's fine. Like, I'm going to keep going. Um, and I, I I, don't go to therapy because I can't afford it. But if I could, <laughs> I would definitely do that because you're right. It's yeah. it's really important to maintain the the thing that is literally carrying you through whatever you're doing, which is your, right. your mind. Now, something we were talking the other day, I ran into Danny and Forbidden Planet. And we were talking about how as you're going from, you know, a stable job, whatever you're doing before <laughs> you're writing, into this freelance world. And people start to see your name on things, people start assigning you a level of success, let's say. Mm. They they assume they know your business. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, you both have gone from doing independent books to more mainstream things where people are really going to be like, oh, they're popping. Like, they don't, you know, they don't need anything. So how do you deal with, like, that side of it when you're still, I guess, making your way? And like you said, you're still at the point where you're looking to afford therapy, but people are seeing your name on popping where everyone is like, oh, you know, millions of dollars, right? I think that one of the things that's really misunderstood about comics in general um, is that this is something that I, I've heard and would agree with is called a, 
like a prestige industry. You work in it for the for the prestige of working in it. You, mm-hmm. you it doesn't pay well. <laughs> it doesn't pay well across the board. No one yeah. is paid well in comics. Top to bottom. No one is paid well in relation to the work they do, especially. And into the money yeah. that it generates. And, th- yeah. and that that includes the people that are employees of publishers. No one is paid what they're worth. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is unfortunately just how it works. And it's something that people are trying to change right. <laughs> from, you know, both from within the structures and just people on the outside going, we, we reject that structure. Um, but, you know, you having your name on things doesn't, amount to any specific dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't. Uh, I work on lots of things because I have to pay my rent. Yeah. <laughs> I work on lots of things because I uh, I really like them, and also I'm lucky enough that people who have worked with me continue to want to work with me, but that doesn't mean that any particular paycheck is more... It is more than when I was working a regular job. Um, you know, right before I went full-time freelance, I was working a union job, which was... Dope. Because <laughs> I had health care. Yeah. I had like dental. Like it was great. Mm. The reason that I was able to quit that particular job is because my wife has a grown up job, which <laughs> includes health care. <laughs> but even grown even then, care. you know, I I still have to cover my things. And that right. means that I have to say yes to more and more stuff. Um, so, yeah, you can't you don't know what someone's going through, you know, in until you ask them. I think about the music industry a lot in that way, too. Uh, there was that, like, I don't know if y'all saw, but, like, Mace called Diddy out. Like, I saw. Diddy. Oh, Diddy. Oh. <laughs> Diddy, Diddy. I saw. <laughs> but I, I, like, felt, I felt that in my soul. I felt it in the force. Like, I was just like, something happened. That <laughs> went so hard that, like, middle school me, who was listening to Mace, <laughs> like, was like, what happened? Yeah, like, it was, it was brutal. But I was like, yeah, you... This guy got this 19-year-old kid to sign away what amounts to millions of dollars worth of, like... Lifetime man. money. Lifetime. Yeah, like, yeah. set for money. Yeah. Set for life money for, like, what Tony I would Rex. make in... Yo, I, and I every, made that at my normal job. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, like... And, like, you, you think about, like, how, you know, like, you know, because we were, you know, younger at the time and didn't really understand, like, the industry. Like, when Mace, when Mace left and, like, like like went uh, back to religion it's like I didn't understand that at that time you know and I'm not a religious person but I understand you know as an adult now and what situation he was in needing a community to needing to a community you. that right. like had mm-hmm. support you know or and like think and, about, needing, and like like falling back on his belief in something good because yeah, like after being taken <laughs> or, or think about TLC and what they went through like right? all that stuff like you think because you you have access to the fruits of their labor that they got it because everyone can touch it. But it's like, no, that's not really how it works. And so, like, I haven't had a lot of people that have said it to my face. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the people, when people make assumptions, usually they they make a joke. And I just get really serious. And I'm like, no, I have to pay my rent and I have to, like. You still got to live. Yeah, I have groceries. I literally budget every dollar. Um, and also comics. Don't always pay on time. <laughs> well, this makes me think of another issue with comics, whereas because your name is out there and because you've been doing so many different projects, the both of you, that people feel now they have access to you, meaning that they can, one, tell you how to write, two, what to write. They sure and do. Oh, while yeah. Critique, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a fine line between critique and someone's just like trying to basically put make you a puppet. Like, well, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Have you both experienced this? Oh, boy. And what, um, and just give me an example of, of, of what <laughs> happened and how you dealt with it. 
Uh, whew, lots of ways. Um, on like a minor scale, it's a lot of people, once your name is on something, who want you to suddenly like for real co-write and for real do things for them, you know, like, mm-hmm. and like try to pressure you into working with them on like their mm-hmm. projects because like they see, oh, people are talking about you. So if I get your name on it, but like, you don't like they don't understand like one I'm not that big yet and two like but then when am I gonna have space for like what I'm working on you know mm-hmm. like it's it's very much a if you got hired by by one person or one group they or like you know and this happens with both writing and with editing for me both that they assume that like oh so you're open for any of us approaching you know mm-hmm. uh, you for stuff um, but like I'm gonna be real like I'm I'm broke as hell. Um, and so, like, I've been dealing with this on, like, a real wild scale. Luckily, like, I use blockchain. Like, I can't be bothered with that nonsense. But, like, I'm in a situation where, like, I'm just at that point where, like, opportunities are opening up. And, you know, like, I am I got to, you know, show my face places. But, like, that severely, you know, like, clashes with the fact that I got to do, you know, like, my hours at work, you know. So I've really got to make decisions between, like, Doing something that three years from now is going to really work out for me and like that week of work. And uh, so I after like a couple of months of like really fighting with it, like I put up a GoFundMe it was like, yo, this is my situation in March. Like I've, I'm I'm gone for like half half the month, uh, you know, like uh, a prose anthology I'm in gets published that month. So like I've got the releases for that and I'm going to an event for that. Emerald City like so like I'm I'm gone for like a big chunk of that but I'm like I still got to pay my bills so you know like yeah. I asked for help and uh apparently within less than 24 hours uh we had CGers who made a video about me Listen uh, let me let me just be clear that I put Twitter back on my phone <laughs> to deal with these people mm. These are the comic book gate people Yeah okay don't, um, don't google it don't just let it lie Oh we talked about it yeah. we talked about um, it But yeah. yeah they all yeah. started coming at me and coming out after not just comic friends but like any of my friends and pros on Twitter or anything who are like retweeting and asking people to help me, uh, really coming hard about like what they assume my situation was, uh, that I didn't need help because people threw work at me because I was brown and gay, um, that uh, if I was actually any good at writing, I wouldn't need help, um, all, all wow. of that nonsense. And like that's that's the those are the messages that got through the blockchain because like those were new messages. I have no clue how many people said stuff like that about me. I have no clue how many people attempted to attack me, things like that. Um, I'm fairly certain one of them tried to get into my Netflix the other day and I, I fixed that. Um, but Damn. like, like yeah, these people- uh, I mean, they'll be getting into like, you know, your Spotify accounts and stuff like that, so. Yeah, no, like I, I flat out the other day had, had like a little bit of a scare where someone got into uh, Netflix and like changed my email and everything for it yesterday. I had to work with that. Um, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't tell you about that one. Uh, <laughs> I see Vita's face. Right I was literally <laughs> mid doing my makeup and like on the phone, like with Netflix, like fixing that stuff. But like that's that's you the can't that, tell me that that's that's the that real. So angry. That's why I did it on yeah. on on the mic because then there's by the time we're done, we will have talked about so much other stuff. Um, <laughs> that's okay. And, and I, just to be clear, I, I'm not, I don't want you to relive your trauma. I just oh, no, no, I mean this like is real. Like this is here's the thing. I bl- I have blocked most of those people. Good. Like. I there's always literally more. the second that I was editing the wilds like yeah for sure. I I was running blockchain on those people and the thing is I know that that's not the only video they made of me I've never seen them 
Uh, but I know that on projects we've worked together, they've made videos about it. Oh, as this, soon as we were announced on Bond, uh, it was a free for all. And that was really, I mean, that was fascinating. I had people, I had friends, uh, like casual acquaintances approach me to let me know that if I needed, they would step in to deal with these people because it was. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What, what are we doing? We we meeting them at Temecula? What's happening? <laughs> no, here's the thing. Those people who reply, um, there was no universe in which they were paying my my rent. There's mm-hmm. there's no universe. Boom. Like, as long as they can't get at my personal stuff, fuck them. Like, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, half of those people are people who, like, do that nonsense of, like, tweeting an editor, like, oh, how can I get in? Whatever. Mm-hmm. My name's still going to be on my books. And I'm still going to be proud of it regardless of what they said. Like, they can attack me about writing Bond, about needing a GoFundMe, whatever. But you know what? They're going to be like, they're dead ass, com- like, oh, you don't need, like, blah, 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 about you needing this money for this trip. All right, but, like, part of the reason that I'm going on one of these trips is that a, a publisher is sending me out to Texas to talk, like, to talk to people on, like, a panel of people. I don't know if it's been announced, but, like, the panel of people that I'm on, I'm like, yo, I don't even feel qualified to be on that like with with like the rest of the, the like the writers that are on that that stuff's my name it's not these random people with 17 numbers at the end of their twitter you know <laughs> uh like i don't <laughs> all right like y'all can do that but like what that kickstarter do though like i don't <laughs> like what like what are y'all what are y'all doing in addition to coming at me are you guys doing anything like, I'll read your books if you've got your books out there. I but I've also no. read your books. <laughs> like, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's like, it's like, one of those things. So, like, spite is a motivator. I'll yeah. read their books. <laughs> Man, that uh, was a job, whatever. Uh, job. Yeah. Job breaker. I'll, I'll leave it. At, yeah. I, that oh. was that was motivational. I want to say I got so much writing done that week that that yeah. that that point that that went up I was like, because I because here's the thing it wasn't even like to spite them it was like. Yo, they got money to get this done. Yeah. At that, like I like that always happens. Like, that's how I take reading a book I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, um, this book still got published. They still got a deal. They still got money for this. And I am very anxious, and I'm down on myself about a lot of things. But like, I know I'm baseline at least a good writer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've known that since I was like a little kid. You know, like making up stories with my mom's magazines. Like I don't have to worry about that part. Mm-hmm. So like if. They are doing this and they are getting, you know, the support from their their crew over stuff that I'm like, I couldn't even see this at, like as a like a zine for me. Like, then what am I doing paying them attention? Like, I can open my computer and start working on a new project. I can I unlike them, I can poke an editor and be like, oh, hey, what's what's good? You know, like and I just yeah. have to remember that. Like, it it sounds really cocky and arrogant to be saying it out loud, but like. I have to speak more arrogantly than I am to survive this. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. And yeah, I mean, on the flip side of that, too, there are people that are not necessarily attacking that also engage in behavior like you were uh, saying earlier. Uh, People who feel like they not only have access, they are entitled to access to you, but also have uh, when you're working on licensed stuff. Uh, they feel ownership of characters or of titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, that's a really hard line to walk uh, from our position. So, like, you know, with people that just att- – I lock my Instagram down because some asshole 
uh, went onto a fucking picture of my mother and decided to like start attacking me because I was announced on an X Men book, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, I don't deserve access to my mom." <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, then there are people who are tweeting at me and going, "Oh, you should do this, or you should do that, or yeah. I've always wanted to see this, or is this what's coming, or like blah blah blah." And it's like, "Hey, uh, even if I was gonna do that, now probably I can't." Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> and it's just it's one of those things. And yeah. I was talking to Rosenberg about this, um, but it's 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 excitement. <laughs> but it's also a, like an impatience, right? We live in this culture of like we we have spoilers months before a thing is out, right? Right. Especially in comics because they get solicited three months in advance and they have all of, you know, like you have the cover and you have the actual text. And mm-hmm. so you know what's coming. And people want to know right now. And I don't think it's usually malicious. I think it comes from a place of either excitement or them going, I'm so invested. I need to know that I'm not going to be hurt. And it's just like. Mm. I can't tell you and the, the trust mechanism. And the thing is, I I come from, like, both of us come from, like, a heavy fandom background, you know, yeah, like, sure. as, like, giant, you know, like, fandom nerds. And yeah. so, like, I know that feeling, you know? I've both, you know, like, I've been that person who's been hurt by my favorite media. And so, like, I know that moment of, you know, like, being, like, so scared that, you know, like, it's going to do it again, you know? Like, yeah. and, those, and those people, you know, like, I will treat, you know, like, I, it's unfortunate that, as writers who, especially who are working on licensed stuff, uh, where there's all these legalities uh, in place that unfortunately the answer is often to not respond. Yeah. And it's it's not out of thinking that they are vicious or malicious. It's just that we literally cannot. It's also too, like, you don't actually want me to respond. You want you want to hear what you want to hear, but you don't actually want me you to say what your, I'm gonna say. Yeah, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. You don't want that. So you're, you're thinking out loud. You're not actually right. communicating. Yeah, and you deserve the space to do that. And so I've I've tweeted. I'm like, please don't tag me in it. Just do it. <laughs> Have fun. Like speculate. Do this. Yeah. Do that. Rage at me if you want. Just don't tag me in it because it's not about me. You don't see me as a person. You see me as a vehicle for what you want, and that it ain't is. it. <laughs> I'm a whole human being who was hired to do certain jobs, and I'm going to do them to the best of my ability. You could trust that. Right. Like, yeah. So if you don't like them, then I'm sorry. There's People will do it after me. <laughs> you might like it better. Like, But I think that like to have as much compassion as possible for the people that I know are just being excited or wanting to engage, right? Yeah. You can. I could tweet at like Beyonce right now, which is wild. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there has never been a time where you have more direct access to a person or a brand that you admire. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yes. Making the switch over to someone who has enough followers that actually wants to interact is really weird for me and really scary. But also it's like, I get it. Like, me too. (laughs) Like, It's just, you know. That transition is so wild. Like, from being someone who, like, But also, see, I am not that kind of person that, like, I'm not tweeting at Beyonce. I'm not doing it. Like, because... Just go on with your life. Thank you for doing what you do. Just just do it. And so when people do it to me, I'm like, I know you have a whole life. Like, you don't have to do this. You can. <laughs> like, you that's what, that's where this. being really anxious, uh, like, works. Because, like, occasionally, like, I'll shoot my shot and I'm just, like, talking about, like, yeah. say my favorite band music or whatever. And I might tag them because I'm feeling, like, bold. But, like, I would never, like, tweet at people in that way. Literally because I'm the person that wakes up at three in the morning, like, Y'all, your ass really just said that 10 years ago. <laughs> like, that's true. Like, so Every I could never. <laughs> comes just roaring back. So I could never be that Y'all person. Y'all delete all your tweets from like nine years ago. Just all <laughs> there are apps for it. I, I let mine ride. Just like, I know Y'all a couple. Clear that shit out. 
I know some wild spooky shit in there. I know know some people evolution of me. Like, you know those memes that were like me when I started and it's like the hobbits like eating at like a party and then me now and it's just that Mount, like that Mordor, like whatever. Um, That's me. Like that's that's me. You can see that. It's it's some spooky shit. I I know some people who (laughs) have it like scheduled that like every like three to four weeks it erases everything that came before. Like, they actually have an app that you can, like, do that. What if I want to find something? I tweet stuff no, that they, I want to see again. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, 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 kind of the idea is, like, especially, it's this is a lot of the pros people in particular yeah, it's smart who shit. have, like, who, like, you know, thread, and they thread about a lot of marginalized issues, and ha- and a lot of them have come across issues where people take one of those texts yes. out of context. Yes. And so what they do is they right. say their piece, and then... You know, no one can find it a year later and try to pretend that they were saying something else or pulling it out of context. Also, uh, you know, like aggregate sites can't steal their work. Yes. (laughs) Right. Fair enough. Uh, We would just talk forever if you let us. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay because I think you guys are giving a lot of, well, definitely for me, for sure, you're giving a lot of insight. You're getting a lot of things I didn't know, just especially when you explain, you know, how the industry worked in terms of getting paid. I thought somebody was getting paid at the top somewhere. You telling me it's just everybody I mean, I'm sure that they're, I'm sure the people at the very top are, but I, I, like the all of the people corner. that I personally have contact with, which is a wide range of people, yeah. whether it be editors, marketing, you know, group Hickman editors, like all the you know Hickman rolling in the Hickman. Hickman is a smart man because Hickman has creator own stuff. There we go. Image yeah. that generates yeah. its own money. The way that image works is very different than the way very that the, different. Yeah. the way that regular image works is different than even the other parts of image. Like, mm. uh, so like also, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, also contextually, it. it's not even that they're not making money at the top. It's whether they're making money comparative to what they do. Yeah, yeah too. No you one know, paid what their effort worth. put in. No. Right. Versus so, like, what even the have, people yeah. who, like, if you just had solid numbers, you're like, oh, they're rolling in it. Like, when you look at actually the amount of work you're that like, they're oh, doing. You're like, oh, you haven't had a weekend in seven years. Oh, you missed your kid's birthday. Oh, you did much, this. Like, even though I didn't love all of it, when I saw how, like, how many issues of Batman Tom King put out 85? in the time. Yeah. yeah. In the time, it was like, what, four years? I think it was it, less. Less. It's not yeah. even long. You know, it's like way less than we've been doing this effing show. And he put out, you know, it's like 12 Because that was on that, because that was on that bi-weekly. It was more, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Double was ship. Years, solid work, you know. And but it was 24. And like yeah, three yeah, years. he was, yeah, he was putting like 24 out a year. Yeah. And that's not counting any annuals, annuals or any of the other of stuff. Other shit doing. that he's writing on the side, like. But, the, and that's so different too, because like, I don't know, I could talk about that money shit forever like it's just it's well, just not on the money side Let, let's get away from some of the money mm-hmm. side and the money because that's its own yeah, that's own, its own, that's beast. own like, podcast more so what is the like what's the you, you both gone from doing independent works to working on two very big franchises so what creatively what's the difference between doing your own or you know creator owned or your own ideas to working on something like x-men or bond yeah i wonder if they're like certain Hardline restrictions that you're given, like they say, yo, you can never do this. I mean, yes. And yes. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it sometimes it is. Sometimes it sucks. But like yeah. for the most part, it's stuff that's just like, well, yeah, I can't do that. Like I can't murder Bond forever. Like I can't dip him in acid. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because Bond stories aren't about whether or not he'll survive. It's how he does the things that he does. Yeah. Um, and the same, well, X-Men can't die right now, right? So like, <laughs> 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 Um, no, that's, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like there, there are always going to be hardline stuff for, for licensed work. I think for me, the difference is 
there are stories that I've always wanted to tell or that I now want to tell with characters that are not my own because you can only tell them with those characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the of the context. Of the story. Exactly. Of the, yeah. of the entire history that has come before, whether or not it's in continuity doesn't matter. Yeah. It's about kind of what the character represents to people. Yes. And because of that, there are certain things that you can only do with them. Um, and, and that's really awesome. That's really cool. We and could we could do a spy story that's about uh, art forgery and involves that, but it is a different story than if that is an art forgery story involving Bond. And right. It is you know it is a yeah. story that means something different uh, contextually because um, we are more aware of who the character is. Uh, everyone who reads that book brings their own uh, opinions and thoughts about that character, um, and what. Contextually may be okay to do to to do to my own character or to do to Bond is not necessarily true in the reverse. And I think, too, about like imagine it as another craft. Right. So, like, let's say you're an incredible toy maker. That's what you do. You make toys. That doesn't mean you don't want to play with other people's toys. (laughs) You make a certain kind of toy or you can only do I can only make 10 a year of my own toys. But. If I play with other people's toys, I can just play forever. Like, those are two completely different things. Um, analogy, yeah. And it's it's just, both of them are very fulfilling, I think, for me. Um, for creator-owned stuff, I've had stories that I've wanted to tell. And I've also had worlds that I wanted to build. And with licensed stuff, you don't really get to build the world. That's not the point. And so doing creator-owned stuff, you get to... From the smallest grain of sand to, you know, a star in the sky, that's all you. You make all of that up. That's a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of fun. Um, and so, for yeah, for me, it's like, what what is it that I want to do? Is it to tell the Wonder Woman story that could only be told at this time? Or is right. it to make up a new world and show people how, how dope it is? Um, but that's just me. Also, like, for me, there's a lot of the difference is in the way that my brain processes both the the vibe and the voice of characters it is very different wheelhouse to create your own character that has their voice and keep it continuous than to jump into the skin of a character that already exists and make them sound consistent mm. it's also just uh, really nice when you really work on your fun. own yeah. shit because you can make them sound however you want and specifically we were talking about this a little before yeah. but like uh we're black and uh, just sometimes being able to say, like, look at this motherfucking nigga here. It's just yeah. so good. It's just so, you know, Bones like, it's, 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 drop it's that fulfilling one. in a different type of way. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and also, like, when you're so. And not even just, like, the M word. That's not what I mean. I just mean, yeah. like. It's a certain terminology, words, phraseology. Yeah. That's phrase- exactly. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the way that we speak to each other in yeah. this room is different than necessarily than the way that I speak to people in mixed company mix, yes. or to my mom. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. like yes. being yes. able to write a character that feels like it's somebody in your living room is really, really fun. I can't do that with licensed characters, nor should I, because they, they aren't in a very real way they're like yours. They're not. <laughs> they ain't mine. Uh, I try a little bit. Uh, <laughs> they ain't mine. But also, like, think about it. Like, Spider-Man has existed for like what how how long has spider-man is 60 years now plus plus some wild yeah. some 65 80, I think. some like some some wild some, some wild some wild like that right yeah. uh he is a mythological figure at this point yes like he he is a representation of something he he's more than just any particular issue when you make up something yourself this is what you get here right now Maybe in 60 years, if they're still making that thing that I used to make, then it becomes something that's bigger and 
you know, than that. But, like, Sp- Spider-Man is to us the way that, like, Hercules was to the Hellenic Greeks. Like, you know what I mean? Not Greeks, but the people of that Also, as, as someone who's, like, weirdly in the process of learning how to write licensed characters, like, at a, at a very different stage of writing them, um, we were talking about this the other day, that for me, comics is weird because it is the algebra of, like, writing for me as, uh, like, as opposed to prose, where it's like, if I prose, aside from maybe, like, you're doing a short story or you know you're doing a novel versus a novella, I can be like, you know, I'll write till the scene's finished. You can't do that in comics. Mm -hmm. You have to go, I know that I have 20 to 24 pages. This, you know, I have to be reasonable, assume, you know, somewhere between five, six panels, like, on a page, and you have to do that math on every beat, you know, in a way that you never have to do in prose. You can just write all of prose and then cut out the extra stuff. You can't do that with comics. It does not work. And the art and craft of doing that with your original characters and um, licensed characters is different math. Yeah, we we really fudge. When we do individual stuff, we're like, we're just out of page, right? (laughs) You know, or like, say for for example, uh, a full page splash. If I do a full page splash, at the end of our first issue of Bond, which was super fun because we wanted to do that that uh, concept of that teaser where you know in your soul you're going to see that dude, right? That doesn't work if you're doing fresh new characters, right? It right. doesn't. You can't do it. That last page reveal of, of Bond in issue one only works because you know who Bond is. Yep. If I was to write an entire first issue mm. of an all-new character and I have that reveal... The reveal can't be about the character. It has to be about what's happening in that moment. It has to mean something different. Or they better look dumb. Yeah, yeah. like it, it has to be about <laughs> yeah. the design of the character right. then. You know, like it has to be about something different than the pure act of seeing Bond mean something, right. you know? Like, and that's the sort of sort of math that you're doing throughout the whole thing. And even that fucking math, whole page splash means you have 19 pages to actually work with, not 20. Yeah. Or or. You know, or whatever, 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 whatever it is, less than what they panels. give you. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. You have you know, cut out a whole page mm-hmm. worth yeah. of space, and a page, like reasonably, you could go through a season in a page, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can have four mm-hmm. panels, one of each season. Like you can you do. Can go through a lifetime. You can go a lifetime. You yeah. can do exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can do. I mean, Superman's origin. You know, you know and and then yes, six words exactly, and like imagine. So like you have just cut out a huge chunk of what you have to do, and you have to do this. Every time, but the impact is worth, is worth it. it. But then, like, and then you do further math. So you've already cut out one page, right? So that nets you, uh, what was that? Tw- no, it was 22 pages for that one. Right. So 21 pages, right? You got 21 pages left, right? And then it's your first issue of Bond. So you want to make it feel like Bond. So right. then we want to start at a place that people feel familiar at. So what do we do? We do the three, pa- we do we do that, that, that pre- Oh, the teaser. The pre- yeah. Yeah. We do the teaser, yeah. right? Yeah. Which was super fun. It was <laughs> probably one of the wildest things I've scripted thus far. Uh, like yeah. we the were like working with that. Too, like, my God. yeah, like it was amazing to watch that build. But that's minus three more pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're Which are completely it. out of context, right? Because it's just, it's just this is cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Enjoy. like it ends, it ends up, it ends up tying yeah, in. Exactly. It ends up tying in. But as far as, you know, reading that issue, like there, it's, it's its own separate thing. And then yeah. you do the scene change. So now you're down to 18 of your like 22 pages. And you have to then remember, right? This is the math that really fucks me up all the time is the page turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that... Even an odds matter. Yeah. 
literally, you have to think about, this is page three. No, I can't do that. Fuck. I got to either add two pa- like a page or cut a page. I cannot do this on this odd page. It's like, oh, this is so much. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I know from, you know, I've, I've just, I mean, I haven't even started trying to write comics. I've read, I've been starting reading people's scripts just to get my, because, yeah. you know, just to get my head in the way it works. And doing the math for a screenplay is kind of, it's not, I think it's more complex than comics because you're dealing with the art as well. Like in a screenplay, you want, you know, your, the line to end right before the page turn right. or some action to end right before the page turn to keep people going. You know, you don't want to have words split in the page. You don't want to have a character talking and then you flip the page and he's still talking or they're still talking. <laughs> yeah. uh, if possible, you want to avoid things right. like that. And that will fuck me up. Like, I'll cut words out of, like, and fucking Michael Green, you know, if you're listening. <laughs> he's his, been coming up lately on the show. His ass got me because he hates the hanging word. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a line of dialogue will be like, blah, 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 that. He hates that oh, word. Oh, the dot, dot, the ellipsis? No, just, no not oh. the ellipsis. It's just another word that's like, like if your at sentence. The, at the bottom of the, it's just one tiny word at the bottom. Yeah, like if your sentence is like, I walked the dog to the store. Yesterday. Yesterday. And yesterday is on the next oh. line. And that, because visually when you're reading a script, you want to be able to read right through it. You want right. to just, your eyes should just fall down the page, they say. And so you don't want your, you know, your eyes go to the right. And then you want to start at the left on the next line of the next character, not go to left again and it's little things like that that i'll spend days well not days but i'll spend time just reworking the bottom left corner of an even number page that one panel (laughs) that's at the bottom of the page oh that's at the the like where where they bind the book because like you still need to have stuff happen there but you have to be careful about what happens in that panel because you don't want it like to accidentally like it can't be fiddly. Uh, you have to be careful what exposition you're putting right there because remember it's a weird place, and so the way that they fold open the page, and then I hate that panel. <laughs> so you guys are thinking about we're thinking about geometry, yep. thinking about algebra. <laughs> so math does work. Do your math in school. God, I'm so bad at math. <laughs> Vita was actually like dying the other day because like so usually um so our writing process is like ever evolving and the other day we had a script where um uh v was like you know i don't know what to do in this scene like in these couple of scenes can you can you do it right and so we did this whole so like for me because i think of it so strongly as as algebra Mm -hmm. in comics i can work backwards a page so i can so like for me, if I know what the last page is, I can do the page before that and then the page before that and backwards. So like we were actually, I think like it literally like in one of those like shared drive things. And V is like, you're just doing this backwards. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm just the only thing I know is where we end and I know where we begin. So I will literally do like two halves of an issue towards the middle, mm. which I can't oh. do in prose. It's weird to watch on a Google Doc. <laughs> like <laughs> happen in real time. Right. I'm like, I can't fathom this this is a ghostwriter. like i can't right. <laughs> no i think this is dope like I, I think the fact that you're able to illustrate i mean this is audio but yeah. the fact that you're able to illustrate how this even works is opening in the world a lot to everyone everyone who reads comics everyone who reads visual books 
it's just something that people don't really think about. They just think, oh, you know, it's just a cartoon and they had little words here and there. But there's a lot of steps and, and pre-work and planning that goes into it. And the stuff that you guys shared so far, it's a lot of logical stuff. You know, yes, there's the mm-hmm. creative part of it. The creative part of it is also logic. Like, can this fit here? The other part that I also want to talk about briefly is the the emotion part of it. Specifically, whether you want to call this emotion or effect, honesty. Now, we've talked a lot on this show the past few weeks about the lack of honesty in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious as to how honesty works when it comes to the literary community, including comics. So, like, are you... Are if you, you don't be, like some shit, would you yeah, say Are it? you able to be honest with these your projects? Are the you able answer to be honest is it depends. People? It depends. Uh, yeah. It really depends. Um, I was really fortunate on Queen of Bad Dreams that uh, Adrian, my editor at Vault, um, I've cultivated a relationship with him in which I can be incredibly honest. Uh, I still remember, and if it hadn't worked out in my favor, like I would have been mortified uh, forever, where like he suggested something at the beginning and I was like, eventually he pulled it out of me that I was like, well, I don't want to do that because I, I think it's, it's, it's fucking cheesy. Uh, you know, like I would not have been able to admit that with everyone. And some of that is just working relationships, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. How much the person you're being honest with trusts you to begin with. Um, so, like, it really depends. Like, say, for example, there are definitely projects where Vita can be more honest with than I can. There are definitely projects in which neither of us, and that we both... No one Vita should use there. No one should use me as a base for how they okay. should behave. <laughs> Because you should I'm see a, the way Vita tweeted. I'm Vita a feral is, fucking Vita wild is animal. Wild. Like, I'm, I'm, I just I'm, need I'm, you to I'm, know. Vita's wild. I, I, like, I try and behave myself like a human being <laughs> in public with other people um, because that's just a nice thing to do. But, like, if I don't like something in terms of, like, people I'm working with, like, I will say it in a more or less on a scale more or less like wild ass way but like if I don't like something I'll be like yo that's fucking dumb excuse okay. me that's not that's no, not the way no. I want to say that I, I, I don't know if you tell them fucking dumb but hey no, it's dumb I, I, dumb I, I don't, I don't Vita tells me to say dumb uh, Vita tells <laughs> that's, me that's not a nice word I, that, I mean more that, like that I, it's I will ridiculous. be like I don't fucking like it and I have said that I've been okay. like I don't fucking like okay. this um, now there are certain editors where I'm just like instead of saying that I'll go no <laughs> uh, because I don't trust them <laughs> but if it's somebody that I'm working with that like I trust a little more I'll be like I fucking hate this and here is why like boom 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 and I, I'm a philosophy major like I have a BA in philosophy so like I got the basics down I can I can break this down for you like why? you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you premises and conclusions like I can do all that and then modus tollens yeah. and modus ponens I got you um, yeah. <laughs> ha- having a did you mean in public? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just funny because what we're, where we were talking about this with the honesty in Hollywood is like like me as a strip writer. I'll read a strip that I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Or I've seen a movie that I'm like, oh, this is, you know. Or like um, even one more recently, like, you know, I, I, the Joker. I just did not, you know, agree with it on yeah. any shape or form. Oof. But even in other things, like I saw, I still have not watched it yet, um, but I've read the script and I did not really care. It was uh, Little Women. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people uh, are like, oh, my God, Little Women, you know, it's this feminist movie. And I'm like, this shit took place three or four years after the Civil War. Everyone's white. <laughs> and everyone is benefiting off of, you know, the results of slavery. You know, right. why do that when you that? can just read Dread Nation by Justina Ireland instead, which is about it's 
It's one of my favorite like what, uh, YA books of the past very, couple very of good. years. And the sequel actually came out uh, today. Today's oh, Tuesday. Uh, so this is a YA. What's the name of that again? Uh, Dread Nation. Okay. So it is literally a book about the Civil War essentially ends early because the dead rise. Wow. And oh, so shit. instead what ends up happening is uh, black and indigenous people. Uh, children get put into combat schools to basically be trained to uh, guard white folk. Uh, and the perspective character is a feral fucking buck it's wild. It's a little different than Little Women. It's a little different. Well, no, no, I'm saying like in terms of, well, no, I just mean in terms of like, if I'm so going to read a post-Civil War. To, to, all right, so like. Don't read, no, I'm, I'm like dead ass. Like, well, 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 well David was just trying to give y'all an alternative. <laughs> Your problem has been solved there. No, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, are you allowed to go into yeah. public and be like, or Man, or a private and be like, I fucking hate this. Particularly yeah. in Benamines, in the Hollywood industry, Hollywood Hamines industry, it's if you do, you risk your livelihood. You literally yeah. risk I mean, yourself. You, you do here too, because yeah. this is. I mean, there's there's less protections. There aren't even any sort of pretend unions. Like there are no like there's no guarantee that you will get work. <laughs> we there's got no... unions, but they're still pretend. <laughs> <laughs> We, they don't even they don't even pretend in comics. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't even they don't even make the effort. You know what I mean? Because I have, it's yeah, yeah. But like you, I think that it's an individual's choice, and I respect when people are like, I'm just not gonna comment. I don't respect people that like lie or fake. I hate that. I hate that. Don't lie. Just say nothing. It's like, free to close your mouth. It is free 99 to say zip. Well, maybe we I can't remember just the, be silent. Like, the but like you've seen me on Twitter. I don't. Yeah. If I don't like something, I'm like, I this is garbage. Oh, <laughs> but like, uh, I can't remember the last comic that I read where I was like, where I wanted to go to Twitter like, yo, what the fuck? But so like, you know, I, think, like I, think, I don't I don't know if because I just don't finish them or if I just or I. I gravitate towards writers I already love or are recommended to me. I'm really oh, good. I'm. I'm. Yeah. We, we talk about the comics. There's, there's that's what friends are for. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that's, that's also <laughs> too. <laughs> but this is this I is an important. Are you, trying, are, you trying, are you trying to put yourself on blast here? Like, yeah, I mean, just say no, no, no. I've no, 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 said no, it on the yeah. show already. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We said this is weird for me because I have two separate answers. So for comics, I am way more careful than I am for prose publishing. Uh, they are very different industries, mm -hmm. um, and the way in which the different parts of the industries are interconnected, um, I am very blatantly more vocal in prose, um, because I, especially with the changes that are being made with uh, prose editing and things like, you know, uh, people being constantly able to speak out within the industry, like, you know, about it, like, the American dirt nonsense mm -hmm. and things that have happened before, there's a lot more avenue to publicly speak that this is a problem mm. uh, without, like, in ways that I am a thousand percent comfortable uh, I'm, I'm going to be safe about, you know, like, uh, not just on an individual level, but without, you know, putting my, you know, teammates in rough in in rough situations which honestly for a, a lot of times is something i'd be more concerned about in comics putting putting people uh, that i work with and my friends in situations where they feel like stuck because i opened my my dumb ass mouth right and i think too like first of all yeah i mean one of the things about comics that that is very important to remember is that it is incredibly collaborative you are part of a team mm -hmm. and like you it's not just like represent your team properly that's not what i mean i'm yeah. like these everyone relies on everyone so so like you have to think about other people's livelihoods. Um, that being said, I, I will say like I, I, I don't care. Uh, I, I will as long as it's not going to hurt someone else. I will just say what mm -hmm. I want. But 
to a certain extent, it like you said, what was the last time that it was worth it? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So, like, why am I going to waste my time talking about stuff that I hate when I can be uplifting things that I like? Yes. That's not being dishonest. Yeah. That is literally going, you ain't even worth the time. <laughs> Here, this thing is better. You don't like little women? Read Dread Nation. I work in retail. It's real easy for me to just go, hmm, yeah, and so move like, on. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's no, I don't think that there's, I think that you were saying You've this earlier. You've seen me do it. Yeah. Right. I think that, there is value in critique. That's not what I'm saying. I think right. that is very important, especially when I when I like burst forth online is usually because something is like harmful or yeah. Yeah. or like so remarkably offensive that it's yes. like it's not about it, it, it like the small context of whatever it was. This is harmful in general, and we right. need to talk about this. So that is different than being like this book sucks. Yeah, yes. so I'm like, all right, like. Because there's no additional value into saying something Yeah, like, like I'm hurting someone else's feelings. I'm not their editor. They're not going to listen to me. Whatever. But also, like, I don't even finish that. I'm not going to finish that. Instead, I'm going to go read the thing that I like and say, give this person a shot. Because that's another thing. Like, if you comport yourself as someone, you know, in public in general, who who's willing to fight when they need to, but is much more about uplifting people, people come to you for recommendations. Yes. And to me, that's that's what I want. That's one of the most, like... The I things that, that gives so me much. so much pleasure is when, like, an editor will come to me and be like, I, I would let you know any artists or any writers or any colorists or, like, whatever, because they know that that's what I want to be doing. So, like, I don't think that necessarily it's about being dishonest. I think it's about cultivating who you want to be and presenting that person. Also, mm -hmm. contextually, and we were talking about, like, the idea of, like, the prestige industry and stuff like that. There is a contextual difference to back when I was fucking around on Tumblr and complaining right. <laughs> about things or even critiquing on like a uh, like a real like for real level and me trying to critique people on social media now because it right. means something different. Yeah, it means I am talking to a different audience. I have an actual audience. Uh, I am saying things about people in my community and it is no longer even if I'm giving a valid critique is it a critique anymore if I put it on Twitter uh, with my platform and I don't have a big platform like compared to like other creators but like it's still a platform, still a platform. it's still if I critique somebody uh, about their comic is it worth it to leave Twitter for 10 hours come back and find out that a website made an article about it and that what that's going to do to somebody. Mm. That part. That as a person who was not in the industry, that was not really a risk that that happened. And I'm not even talking about yeah. the risk to me. I'm talking about the risk to other people that I'm talking about. Absolutely. Is that worth it when we know that there are people who for the for the clicks will like do a headline that said, you know, Danny said that, you know, uh, they'd meet Vita in the pit and, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, and I do. I say that all the time. It's true. But like. <laughs> If I'm talking to Vita about a story idea and I think that there's a hole in it, if I say it to Vita, you know, if I'm talking on that level, that's that's a critique. Right. If I post it on Twitter, it's a target mm. and it's not worth it's virtually never, ever worth making anyone else a target or doing something like that within my own industry, especially in comics. Unless they are unless bad they are, Unless they're hurting people. <laughs> right. Like, and I that's, will say, that's where that comes Like, from. I will say things when it's like, is it worth it if 
Someone makes an article about it the next day if we're talking about like inter-industry things. And sometimes I speak up because I wish a motherfucker would write an article yeah, the next I mean, day so that more people <laughs> see it. No, like so that more like because this is something I think people need to hear that yeah, people need to see. Absolutely. And that's if I'm talking industry stuff, that's what I want to be posting. Right. You know, uh, rather than something that will just hurt people in the end. And I think, too, like it's different if we, you know, talk about how much we hate the Joker, like the movie. Uh, not the character, although mm-hmm. that too, if you want to, I don't know. Um, I think that it's a, a very different thing because a, we're not in that industry, but b, even if we were, like, is that's made. See, Everybody's in, paid. No one's losing done. a job because I said words See, have been I'm given still, already. I'm, yeah, I'm more, done. I'm more close in that industry. Right, and, right. So and this is a it, different. It is a tough decision for me, but when it came to something like Joker, I found that to be harmful. Yes, you know, I had yeah, a yeah. extreme problem with what was said in the movie. The message of the movie, the way the movie was said, everything about it. And even uh, Mr. Phoenix, you know, to give him his respect, even his speech the other night, I was really like, fuck out of here, dude. It, it was once again another example of white men creating a problem. And then, oh, my God, it's an epidemic. You know, Richard Pryor has this whole joke about yep. how black people, I mean, a mm-hmm. white person drives through the hood and sees a black person strung out on drugs. And they're like, oh, well, isn't that terrible? And then they come home and... Charles is strung out, you know, their son Charles is strung out, and they're like, oh my God, it's an epidemic, you know? And it's like, you <laughs> that know, once, voice. <laughs> yeah, well, Richard yes. does it so good. And so once, you know, he realized he's getting all this backlash, now he wants to come out and say anything. But we're going to, you know, leave that there because it's, you've survived our interview segment. Woo! I mean, Woo! you know, the, more they survived. survived. They yeah. demolished but, it. Yeah, drop, you know, we were just sitting here quietly we and y'all dropped all the tools. So. <laughs> But it's time for our rap segment, the rapid fire questions. All right. And we, we actually fire. have a few new ones. Shout outs to our, yes. patrons, nice. our patrons on Patreon who came through with some yes. very, you know, new additions to the rap segment. And we're going I to be choosing a winner. <laughs> one of those will get something soon or in, and more than one. A lot of y'all. A lot of y'all. Yeah, Thank you to stuff. everybody who subscribed to our Patreon page. And keep contributing those questions too. Patreon.com slash world nerds. Word up. First up, we have the Falcon or War Machine. Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> I'm not going to fight about indignant, this. It didn't left. <laughs> Who would want Professor X? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is this because of Steph I Will? Shout out to Steph I Will on Twitter. Is She's doing the real work, like the Lord's work. <laughs> I will slandering have Professor a vendetta X. against Professor X. I mean, the answer is Wolverine, the but we can move on. Like, ball head is scallywag. Wow. Ball head is scallywag. It was so good. No, my, my answer is genuinely Wolverine, but if I'm picking between best the Best dad is Wolverine. Second best, I guess, if the only two choices are Charles <laughs> or, you know, Eric, it's going to be Eric. Like, what are you Wolverine manages to keep his kids alive. He also is just genuinely, like, about teaching them skills. <laughs> True like, indeed. Really... Made Jubilee into a killer. Jubilee, uh, Kitty. Kitty Pride, Kate Pride now. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, he Call has CPS. a couple of Eddie's actual part. kids well, he, now. He didn't really do much for that he didn't do... right? She, was, she did herself. She, she did herself. Yeah. But, like, but you he know. Made her, he did say, you, you know, are that's the telling Wolverine. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's telling him. <laughs> No, because she calls herself Wolverine in front of him in the latest issue. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we need Wolverine. You know, he's, they're like, S23, you go do this. And she's like, no, I'm Wolverine. And he's like, you tell him. <laughs> he's like, I'm Logan now. I'm retired. I'm clocking out. <laughs> like, oh, I shit. felt the summer linen suit in that line. <laughs> 
it's triple breasted somehow. Yeah, just the, the you tell them. That's my girl. That's my baby. Girl dad. Bring oh. me back some ribs. <laughs> All right. Bring uh, me back the ribs. The wire are breaking bad. Wire. The wire. Damn. I have so many. I have so many issues about Breaking Bad. Okay. Like. Well, it, it's it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. Don't don't get me started. <laughs> it's a thing. All right. I'm one of you guys are horror fans. Yes. Yes. Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason? Freddie. Oh. First division. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Freddie, but Mike Myers is very close. Yeah, no, I that's, just saw that's the, the new order. Halloween. I was like, that's oh, the yeah. order. Okay. All right. But yeah, Freddie. Okay. Freddie's funny. Freddie's probably the most best. dangerous out of all. Got your nose. Yeah. Freddie was the one that hey, actually girl, was in my nightmares. Girl. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, not the, like I like I I love the other movies, but like only one of them like had me waking up in the middle of the night and being like, "Mommy, like I I want to stay in your room." And also, that's Freddie. Only one of them has like a Will Smith song about him. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nightmare on My Street, mm-hmm. classic. Oh. Yeah, I was actually on the way here listening to the uh, fabulous Jada Kiss uh, mix. The 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 uh, F. F-V-J uh, intro oh in which God. Jadakiss uh, refers to himself as Jason and it was real good. There we go. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do rapid it. fire. I love it. No, no. <laughs> this is perfect. This is perfect. Stuff. All right. Um, Teen Titans or X-Men? Teen Titans. Uh, That's unfair to this one. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel, yeah, feel, like, I feel like you can get it. <laughs> this is what gets me fired. Let's remember who's... Titans. <laughs> I'm going to say... Man. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say X-Men, um, not because I don't love the Teen Titans, but because coming up, like, I was generally a DC person. Mm. This is widely known. <laughs> um, but X-Men was one of my first comics of mm. all time. And I remember, like, seeing Storm and Bishop and being like, there are whole Negroes. <laughs> there are whole individual the Negroes. Jerry Curl. Just beautiful. <laughs> that was a beautiful look. And, yeah, with a mullet Jerry but, Curl. Like, and, like, you know, and they were... He's just doubly powerful. <laughs> he's so powerful. Um, yeah, I, I have to go with X-Men because I feel like you don't understand the mother Jerry Curl. No, their love for Bishop. I tried so desperately to get the Jerry Curl in Prisoner X. And they said no across the board except like there's like a dream sequence kind of (laughs) where there's multiple bishops. It's just all of them. And I was like, I need me some Jerry Curl Bishop. I also like there's a redesign coming and I was in the room when they were talking about it. And I was like, I'm the only black person in this room. So can I just please request that he has a fade? Mm. Just like some nice like just do. I I gave a couple of examples and and not like (laughs) 80s and 90s black children. I was just like not cornrows, please. I literally was like, please not cornrows. And they were like, why? And I was like. Just please. <laughs> and I think that I got through. That's we all shall I can see. say. Let's hope. Uh, but like. When cornrows show up, I'm tweeting you. <laughs> Steens. <laughs> he Steens. He's putting like a note, like like an alarm on his phone. <laughs> just <Dude>. like. <laughs> Steen Stewart did a tweet a while ago about cornrows and comics in general. Oh. And she was like, they look like you like, like glued. Wigs. It looked like you glued licorice to a balloon. And I'm like, oh, that's mm. so real. They look like Tyler Perry wigs. It's so let's be real. That's disrespectful to comics. Man. Uh real. <laughs> um, okay. It's brutal. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star, Star Wars. Trek. Star Trek. This is our divide. This is actually it's why we make a perfect we team. We love them both. This <laughs> is actually both. But you have to choose. Yeah. So Star Trek, so I love, I love them both. Star Wars is dope. I love space wizards. I love that is much more of a hero's myth journey. Like it's much more of a like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. To me, Star Trek is an aspirational thing, though. Mm -hmm. And it is about how humanity 
fucking sucks, but we just do our best and keep trying to get better. And it's it's driving towards utopian mm -hmm. and it pretends it's utopian also. Yeah. But like it, it it shows you how you can fuck that up and then get better. Whereas Star Wars is about fighting the big evil. And yeah. I love that. I really want the thing where we just go, what if we literally just cared about every single human being? Mm -hmm. Let's find find the ways that we can make that work. That's what I love. Uh, no disrespect to Star Wars. Yeah. We're here. So we're, we're like, this is one of... Uh, the the ways that you can tell which one of us is which, uh, <laughs> in that like they are definitely also yeah, more sci-fi and I'm more fantasy, just like yeah, on a certain true. level. Uh, but like for me, the two things I love about Star Wars is that like it has like the two modes. It's either fighting the big bad or literally you on an individual mm -hmm. level are your own big bad. Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, and those are Absolutely. and those are my two favorite types of stories. Yes, yep. uh, just that very individual like fighting your own dark side is like. The, the type of story that very deeply uh, appeals to me as someone who is incredibly anxious and one of my anxieties is my own uh, my own emotions and expressing them that like that is like that is my thing yeah. uh, and so like Star Wars for me like that that is and it does it incredibly well yes Star Trek though just to bring it back a little bit I'm just saying you know just just uh, another thing that literally has always been my thing is I could see myself there um, and I wasn't a villain Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, or the uh, the only example Street. of me wasn't just like a villain. So like my hair exists there. Oh, it's wonderful. But so I think about I think about like I think about Uhura, and no one's touching. I it. think about Guinan. I think <laughs> about Jordy. Yes. I think yes. about all these people who not only were like cool but had integral roles on each series. There's like there's always a brown They're person who is who is literally Jordy like oh, was we would so be dead. important to me growing up. You know like yeah. I I think about like uh you know one of <laughs> I think about Deep Space 9 the captain I mean he's commander and then captain but like that's unbelievably important or or even Voyager who I'm like the only person that likes it and that's fine. That's not true. Uh, it kept me alive. Uh Belana Torres her last name is a whole Torres. She's yeah. she's a space Hispanic. Like that's like a real thing. <laughs> And she was the chief engineer. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> Space is winning. It's important. Hispatious? My people. Um, but like, Hispatious is, is, is the name of your image book. That's also the name Hispatious. Yeah, that'd be really good. But like, think about that. Like, yo, she she was fiery and whatever. And like, that's a, uh, just, we could get into that. But also like, that shit wasn't running if she wasn't there. No, not at all. Straight up. Like, that's so dope, and like we get that now in Star Wars, and that uh, truly that it, like it changed the game for me. Yes, but like we've been had that in Star Trek. We've been here. You're not that. wrong. We've been cool. had. now. Also, that doesn't make one better than the other. I'm just saying that the the things that I prioritize. Also, no, 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 no. Also, y'all no. y'all had the novel in which. Um, Picard <laughs> met <laughs> Professor X and there was the cover yeah, that's that a real had both of them. There was, was a cross there was a crossover novel. There was a crossover novel between X-Men and Star Trek yep. and both of them were in it and like yeah, that's why that I, was real important. What Vita's ultimately saying is recognize your OG. I'm just saying. All right, all right. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> we've got some, new, one. yeah, new, we've got right, some sorry, new ones sorry. from our patrons. <laughs> Let me see. From Statica Shakur they say Perfect. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, Statica Shakur is yeah, the pretty, pre name. pretty, 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 pretty fire. <laughs> What's your favorite theme song? Oh, don't do this. Oh, uh, wait, are we talking like theme songs, like also wrestling? Like, what? Anything, this is a big, broad anything. question. This, well, you know what? This you is, pick, this is for you all pick. nerds. Everything. We have fandoms all over. We the need place. to narrow it down because all I right. could, I could literally sing every theme song from the '90s, like right now. Like it's uh, dangerous. We, we both wrestling fans. Wrestling. Yes. yes. Let's do it. Uh, wrestling. Um. 
Oh, I have, uh, I have no two. chance. Hey, that's my favorite right now. No chance. Hey. No, I. You think you know me? That's not really. The <laughs> yeah. No, it's yes, it is. It's, yes, it first is. of all, yes, yes, that is my answer. Well, first, first of all, the shit out of me when that music plays. First of all, yeah. I don't oh Copeland is like one of the most important. Pe- yes, I called him by his name. That's his. That's his Adam government name. Copeland is one of the single most important people since back when he was with Gangrel, not being in Vampire the Masquerade. Listen, I. Oh, shit. I go Balls way back. Me. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right. But wait, wait, all right. Okay. So, all right. so I, I can't limit this. So I've got three. It's, it's, okay. it's Edge's theme. Okay. Edge's course, theme. Yes. It is Kane's theme, Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven. <laughs> you know the name. Of well, because, no, this is a Danny Devils. Well, because that one's actually like a real separate song. Yeah, and they use the opening of it as his theme song. Gotcha. So like, that's actually like a band I really like. And then Trish Stratus's theme, because Woo! Trish Stratus's Oof. theme is one of the best classics uh, just That's a period, classic. hands down, and you know. Classics. All right, if we're doing three, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. That shattering glass. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't care where you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, I I adore Oscar's theme song. Oh, so I think good. it is some of the like. I oh uh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And if you listen to it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write a whole comic about this. A new like, one's Bobby Rude's. Uh, Victoria, Victoria's good. Uh, I uh, wish it was Oscars, but you know, yeah, Oscars is the best. Yeah. And then like that third one, flip flops. But like, I love, I loved Degeneration X. Like, oh, yo, that yeah, shit would come yeah, on. Yeah, yo, I was like, what's up? I was suplex. My brother's yo, on I've the never, table. Like, I've never crazy. been in a frat, but I hear that song yo, and I become a frat boy. Like, I just become trash. Like, like just old school. Like. You give me D-Generation X. Like, Suddenly we're you, in you like give me triple H shirts and like have like helmets and we're on a tank. And you're like, how did you get here? You say like, suddenly Dayglo. And the only reason I'm not wearing a Dayglo shirt today is like I wanted to look like, like match my makeup and stuff. Like I would probably just be wearing that anyway. That's true. I felt like DX was like the no limit of WWE. <sighs> oh, like, yeah. <sighs> straight up. Straight up. Anyway, like, you can't talk about theme songs with us because that's a whole podcast. Like, I will say, if for, you say cartoons, if you say anime, if you say that, you got to give us a category. I will say <laughs> because, because like for cartoons, I have one that's not usually people's favorites. Not counting anime, we're not touching anime. Yeah, don't touch that. We're, that's that's so all day. Um, but theme, the spectacular Spider-Man theme song, it's good, uh, is just like one of my favorites. Like, it's one of those theme songs that I can just listen to as a straight-up song. Hmm. Um, and because a lot of people don't know it off the top of their heads, I was like, "Go and listen to it now." <laughs> I mean, if we're doing cartoons, Batman the Animated Series, oh, God, oh, yeah. and also Batman Beyond, like those. I was two going to say Batman like, Beyond. Thank you. So sway. <laughs> Thank you. Batman anyway, Beyond is a perfect piece of media, and yeah, I love that. That was my shit. Um, Splicers exists. There's a real thing. Kim F writes the MCU is rebooting the Fantastic Four. Who are you casting as Doctor Doom? Do we have to do Doom again? Ouch. You know. He's fine. I like I like Doom. Let let him be in space. Uh who am I casting as Doctor Doom? <sighs> Ooh. Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one. joking. Uh, <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> but who uh, who do you think is scary enough where you look at me like you could probably choke me to death and also outthink me? Uh who who looks like a megalomaniac? Oh, who did you say that's on Euphoria? Yeah, the um the guy who plays... I can't remember the character's the name right player. now. Yeah, the, the evil bastard. Do you watch Euphoria? No, I don't. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. 
Oh, yeah. you know what? Uh, I'll I'll counter that. I don't remember the gentleman's name because I'm very bad at names. Uh, <laughs> I'm terrible at this. Uh, but the um, the Nazi that makes the deal at the end of Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, that's a good one. King from Django. Yes, this guy. I know Christoph. you're talking about. I know Waltz? Oh, Christoph Waltz. Yes. Oh, oh, you mean from Spectre? I didn't even think about. No, that. he's yeah, not. I forgot. Yeah. No, yeah. that didn't happen. Spectre's not real. Um. I'm going to get fired off the bond. <laughs> Too late now. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, another one real quick. Who is your first geek crush? Chris O'Donnell is Robin. Oh, gosh. With the nipple suit. Oof. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you ashamed? Yes. Yeah. Ashamed. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like, I have to that be honest. Shameful. That yeah. was, that was the wow. first one. Wow. Uh, uh, because I've always been obsessed with Robin. Here's the thing. I genuinely think it didn't matter who played him. For he sure. was he was the live action Robin. Yeah, for and sure. And so therefore I was going to love whoever it was. Okay. But like like so my crush was really Robin. It wasn't like That's fair. him, but it be it was Chris O'Donnell because it was him. He just happened to be there. Yeah. 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 I got two. One was animated. Yeah. It was Jessica Rabbit. Mm. That's a lot to this people. day, <laughs> to this day, and yeah. two was a uh, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Hey. Uh, that, like <laughs> there was just I still to this day have a thing about women with arms, uh, and it was like <laughs> it was just a time of my Who life doesn't? where there's so many beautiful, and it was like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, and like Sigourney Weaver is like oh. Ripley and Sarah Connor, like oh. Linda Hamilton. I mean, I was, there was just an era yeah, of my Sarah life where it was just arms. Oh, that if I didn't, Fam, I saw that in theaters. I was, I was seven that years white old. Peter. <laughs> The, or the, the oh tank top, oh, the sweats. I was the seven years old when I came out in 92. I was. <laughs> I, I awoke. Yo, it, I'm telling you, she's doing if, the pull-ups. If, oh, my if God. We're, if we're counting, like, Jessica Rabbit, <laughs> yes, Jessica to, be, Rabbit. to be real, my, my real first, like, obsessive crush was actually Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Oh. Uh, you know what? Actually, technically, techni- yeah, yeah, yeah. technically, it was Oriana yeah. from Felix the Cat. But they're the same character That's in my brain. Cut. Is that, that is the a same character? No, well, they're, yeah. they're not, but they are. Uh, see, Oriana, and this was long before I understood that what I was feeling was gay. And I realized looking back <laughs> That's that I had I the exact same reaction. So in the Felix the Cat animated movie, there's that whole scene where Oriana dances in the bubble. And I was obsessed with it as a child. Just keep I would No, literally, I would just keep rewinding it. And in the exact same way with Aurora, I had yeah. the dr- the color changing dress. Yeah. And I would go in my room. It was like it was pink in like hot wa- warm water and like blue in oh, cold water. Okay. And I was obsessed with her dancing. And I didn't understand that that was because I had a giant crush on her. So as a little kid, I would sit there with the two water bottles, get my mom to heat up one in the microwave and like have the other one cold. And I would just recreate just with her because I didn't. I had like one boy doll and then I had the boy the boy doll that was actually one of my dolls that I cut the hair off of and wore Ken's clothes because that's the boy doll I prefer. Yeah, because I was <laughs> I was mad gay. And like <laughs> not a little bit, not a medium gay. Man, Listen, man I game, didn't play normal doll so doll like games. I had like the kitchen set and like the like the director set for Barbie. So like my home games were like recreating like what was it like the talk shows like what was it uh what's his name the the one like the big one uh who was it wasn't uh, Richard Bay. No, it was, uh, what's his Jerry name? Jerry Springer? Jer- yeah, it was, I would use the director's chairs and the couches to make Jerry Springer episodes <laughs> and the kitchen set, which came with, this like, kitchen utensils to make, to, like, just play Scream with my dolls. Um, you are who you have always been. <laughs> yes, this <laughs> Read is... Read my the, books. This is what... <laughs> this, this is, is what, nothing new. But, like, so, like, I never realized that, like, at the time that, like, my love of Oriana 
and like uh and Aurora. Aurora was was literally that I just thought that they were the most beautiful characters I had ever seen and like I was just obsessed with them. That's wow. fair. I was I was deeply in love with Aurora. Uh, and I wanted to be the dog from uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, the main one. I thought he was literally, Charlie? yeah, Charlie. I he thought he was the coolest character on the planet. I just wanted to be. I still want to be him. He's still cooler than. You almost. can't ask us questions that require <laughs> short. We're, we're seeing this. No, so we're seeing this. <laughs> this is still very fascinating. So I'm having a blast. Um, but this is the big yeah. one. This is the last question. If you could have any one superpower, one, what would it be? I have a joke answer. <laughs> <laughs> and hey. then like a real answer. Go for the joke. Uh, my joke answer is I want healing factor because my back hurts all the time and I would just really like, like I miss my the knees bending. Like, I'm just, you know, just I have heard every story you've told about your life. You don't want healing factor. You desperately need healing yeah. factor. I should, I should be dead. Uh, <laughs> but my, my real answer is, I, I said this on a panel uh, at I think WonderCon. Mm -hmm. um, my, the thing that I've always wanted to do is help people and I think that if I had a superpower what I'd want it to be is to look at someone and to know exactly how I could help them mm -hmm. in that moment just like what they need um that would really that would be what I want to do I you know like if I want to fly I'll get on a plane uh everyone's gonna die so it is what it is but like to be able to help someone you know either in a moment of suffering or to help elevate them um in a moment would be really great that's a nice one. Um, so as someone who, aside from my anxiety, also has like uh, pretty intense ADD, um, in case you can't tell by the fact that I can't do anything in like a short period of time, <laughs> um, I want to say like flash type super speed, not mm. just for running, but for doing things. Um, because like time is like my biggest enemy, just not not in terms of not having enough time to do things, but of keeping track of it. Yeah. So being able to be like, oh crap, and then finish something quickly uh, would be more useful to me than almost anything else. I think like one of the pages I've, and I've never found the issue again, but there's like a page of the flash where like Wally is like waiting for something and trying to do something. So he like finishes like a million things. And then at the end of the page, like his, the microwave still isn't done and it has driven him like mad because like, He's just like, are you serious? It's only been two minutes. And like, what is time he cooking that is like, like over two minutes? It's an enchilada. <laughs> Chicken pot pie. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, no, you're right. Hot you're right. But like, like, so like literally the sort of like, either like freezing time, but being able to move or like a, a speed so that I can just kind of catch up in things, mm -hmm. I think uh, would be the power that I would be most useful with. And also I would stop being late to things. Yes. <laughs> All right. Excellent. You have both survived the BRAP segment, but we are not done with the show yet. We're going to take a quick break right here. Oh, God, you're going to slime us, aren't you? It's going to be like Nickelodeon. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tips Podcast. And when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to Four Hour Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to Four All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world, hip-hop culture. I'm watching for all nerds. 
Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to For All of Us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen. The second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, Eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. All right, well, we are back on this episode of For All Nerds Show. And, you know, we've done our interview, done our brat, but our special guests are still here for one of my favorite segments, the Geekwinly Asked Questions, the Guac is Extra, where we answer any and all. You've listened to the show before. You can't be laughing right. at the fun. <laughs> you can no, laugh. Can I not find it funny? You think I, I don't laugh when, when I you're listen. you're sitting at home? Okay, true, true. Hopefully you do. Um, Some things are always funny. Facts. The Geekwinly Asked Questions, the Guac is Extra. The Guac is Extra where we answer any and all listening questions, you can send in your question to contact at forallnerds.com. Oh, no, is that right? Yeah. That's contact.com. Contact what? Contact, contact at, at That was right. Or you can hit us on any of our socials at forallnerds and hit us with any question, geek-related or not. Nah, it don't matter. And we even have one from our patrons over at Patreon. Yeah. Because if you're of a select tier, you can ask anything and we are forced to answer it <laughs> you ain't forcing me but <laughs> i ain't gotta but do I mean, shit gotta but stay it. black and die, die stay black and die no stay no i ended it where i wanted to end it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, i'm gonna stay black and live yeah all right what do we have up first tonight all right uh you mentioned patreon let's go right to the patreon question this Word. one comes from f7 patches aka dungeons and dragon <laughs> i'm sorry i can't i like the other one too rice in one piece no <laughs> <laughs> that one first of all, over and over, first like, of all, I tasted the duck sauce and ketchup. Like all that name. Why are you dragging me like this? All right, we got we got to let them get out of here. Um, uh, the question goes: Hey, fan fam, I just finished the Good Place series finale and I'm not okay yet. Mm. What finale from a movie, game, TV, or whatever took you the longest to recover from? Also, how did you like that finale? I fucking loved it. Um, the Good Place is incredible. It's I didn't think the last season was as good as the uh, first three, I'd say, but it's still one of the most brilliant, one of the most well-written shows, especially in the first three. When you want to talk about how you end an episode, The Good Place oh. is like a fucking master thesis it's class. It's paced like a comic book. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, the, it's, yeah. it's paced with the... Uh, Page turn. With the A, B, uh, like CD, like overlapping plots. Mm, I mean, the plot, yeah, it's it's just incredible. And I thought the ending was as heartfelt and as, you know, profound as the rest of the show. You can go listen to our interview with William Jackson Harper. Yep. 
where he talked about Chidi. yeah, where he talked about how you know what he wanted to take from the show is that he hopes that people realize that doing good and being good to other people is a good thing. And I feel like the ending of the show perfectly encapsulated that. I wasn't broken up, you know, because I was like, I was happy that it ended so well. You know, it didn't. And and because the characters all had endings that were, you know, relatively, I mean, not relatively, they were all very satisfying endings. So I didn't, it didn't make me cry or lose me or anything like that. Uh, the finale that took me the longest to recover from, I'd say lost just because I was like, what the, no, but um, <laughs> recently, if you're talking about game, we say this all the time, it's effing fucking Spider-Man for the PS4. Oh, yo. The fucking, I, I'm still like, like, I'm that still like, some, that, what? That conclusion has some of the best voice acting I've ever heard in any voice acted thing. You knew. Period. You knew. Like, that uh, also, line alone is... That you knew because... God fucking Sorry, this, this is, like, particularly a, yeah. a thing of mine, <laughs> is in the you knew, yeah. because he said it, he says it twice. again. yeah. Because he says you knew twice to Otto. Yeah. He says it to Aunt May. Yeah. And he says it in incredibly different, different ways, ways. Uh, because it means something different that they knew. And the way that Yuri Lowenthal does that... Beast. I have... I am obsessed with that entire voice cast. Like it's yeah. it's one of my favorite of recent years. But in particular, it you knew is up there in terms of single lines yeah. right now that give me chills. Like up there with "Would you kindly?" Like not in terms mm. of like breaking the world, but in terms of single important lines and like what they mean yeah. to the story. Like it is up there. I mean, like you said, the the two ways that he says it to our man Otto are incredible, but just the two ways he says it to Otto in that scene. When he, he really he says when he's yeah. confused and then he realizes, realizes what, what that it means. means. And then he just goes buck wild yeah. and like you go for that journey. Um whew. Yeah. For me, I would say movie and this is not the finale of the saga itself, but a finale for that particular movie, Infinity War. Mm. That movie legitimately physically <laughs> mentally emotionally <laughs> fucked me up on so many levels I mean there. to the point and not, yo they made a they made a hot toy of Bucky with his arm vanishing I need y'all to know that no. we have yeah, it at, at Forbidden Planet it's a hot toy where his arm is dissolving oh, I didn't no. know that and, and see, I was like that's, that's fucked up that's, that's, that's a, fucked up that's Steve my man's last word for Steve I was Steve. like how dare y'all <laughs> I mean I walked into work one day and saw that display and no. I was like how dare y'all I mean to this day <laughs> even though yes stuff has we clearly have a, a, a resolution I'm still triggered by that like yeah. I still I'm dead I'll just be sitting there like like I still feel I'm in my feelings when I think about that movie and I also the energy in the room with the other people mm-hmm. in the movie because it was just so it was quiet I've never been in a theater we usually in the theaters with the press. We've never been in the theater where it's so quiet. Man, I was in the theater it, with it, it, press and that motherfucker was quiet. Right. Motherfuckers was It was, was just quiet. It's never quiet. Whether you're with, whether you're with people. And I saw that movie maybe four different times. Yep. I saw it with press. I saw it with regular folk. Everyone dead silent. Like, yeah. how do you process this? So I'll never that forget. That fucked me up. I'll Still never does. forget it. The, I, I've talked about this before, too. The second time I saw it was in a big-ass theater in the middle of Manhattan. And I already knew it was coming. And then it's so quiet during the Thanos Iron Man fight. And when he stabbed him, there's this dude in the back behind me somewhere. And he was like, Tony, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of the oh, greatest, no. one Tony of my no. greatest movie going experiences of my life. Just Tony, no. Talking about voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what, what uh, ending 
I still have it recovered and I've only ever watched it twice. And anyone who knows me knows I'm a rewatcher. The end of Leverage. Yeah, yeah. So the end of Leverage is one of the best. This is going to be ever. a whole nother podcast. Because <laughs> it mirrors <laughs> it mirrors the beginning. But like John Rogers and Dean Devlin actually had it planned where if you're very careful, almost every season can end with it because they weren't ever sure. Mm. So when they were like, when they got to the end, they were like, oh, we, we can do it. And it is entirely based in callbacks to the first episode and to the um like and like to certain callbacks throughout the season to all their character development and i cried like i i there's a part where they're telling a story where everyone dies and you know watching it that they didn't die and it doesn't matter um plus on top of that that is a very strange show in that while they weren't able to literally do it out loud Mm. there is a canon ot3 like a poly shit like relationship at the end and they confirm it in the last episode by giving all the romantic lines to the character they technically couldn't have in the uh, in the relationship you see the whole show. Um, and that was super important to me because it made, it confirmed that one of my favorite male characters of all time was queer. Um, okay. And then also my second favorite, <laughs> like male character in a very long time, queer. Um, and it was a queer poly relationship where the heart of it was a black hacker nerd and i i cried i still like i've only ever watched it twice i can't watch it again like i just have all the emotions (laughs) you're gonna say xena just say it no (laughs) no i'm still angry about that i just wanted to mess uh it for me it was it's black panther Mm -hmm. i I had so many mixed emotions coming out of that theater. Um, there are three different endings to that movie, mm-hmm. right? The first ending is Killmonger dying. Yep. Uh, the second is the ending, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's them in fucking California. Uh, and then third is is that moment at the podium mm. where they reveal themselves to the world. Crying um, at autumn. <laughs> I was bawling at all of them. I was cr- Crying. My man was flexing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we but saw it like, at a black only crying. only showing. I think I need you to know this also. <laughs> the sound didn't work, which was <laughs> we started late. No! Uh they they sold uh bad uh like frozen like patties and uh, like at one point and like the sound screwed up, so like all the music there was, no music was off. Luckily, yeah, I'd already but so seen like it. walking out of the theater the first time for me, like, you know, it was it was a lot. It was a lot yeah. to see so many things and love so many things about it and be hurt by things about it. There was so many emotions and I, I still haven't recovered from that because I think that it is, it is so much more than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I can love this and also like there are parts of me that are still very hurt by things that they did in that movie, but that makes it almost more potent for me. Uh, like, man, I still think about that and I just, I get fucked up. All right. Cool. And, that is the end of the Geek Weekly Ask Questions because we have a big mega show today. So we got to make sure that we have enough space for you guys to listen to all this stuff. All but right. If you have a question, be it geek culture related, life culture related, you want us to name your kid or your dog at this point, let us know. Hit us up. Contact at 4 You can also hit us up on the interwebs, as Ben Amin had mentioned, at 4 And if you're on a certain tier on our Patreon, you get a guaranteed guac question. Patreon.com slash 4 All right. And before we get out of here tonight, please let our listeners know what you're working on, where they can find you at, all that good stuff. Uh, So right now, um, 
Vita and I both are working on uh, James Bond out of Dynamite. Uh, two issues out so far? Yeah. I believe so. Mm-hmm. I, I only keep track of my deadlines. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we are very cl- very close to wrapping up uh, Quarter Killer, our uh, hip-hop cyberpunk um, digital comic up on Comixology. Nice. Um, and, oh, yes. I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know. Uh, and then in March, April, in April, yeah, uh, we are writing two issues of Ironheart 2020. Yeah, yes, I'm excited for that Aye. for sure, for sure. I know you're gonna be in Marvel Voices. I am. I'm gonna be in Marvel Voices. I have a short story with Bernard Chang, who's my uh, my collaborator on. Uh, Huh? I love Bernard. He's so good. Cool. Like, when I found out that was your artist for children, I, it got me yeah. even more hype. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So it like got the, me so much more That's the power team. Like, yeah. that is, he's great. He's, yeah. he's really incredible. That's um, bringing your A-team. And Marcelo, the the colorist, is also, mm-hmm. like, the person coloring that story is also coloring. That's not the same one who did, is that the same one who did some of the House of X and stuff? I don't know. I want Because they had a Beast on House and Dawn. That, that whole listen. We can't start talking about House yeah. of X. Yeah, like, exactly. so if you want us to be here for another two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So Marvel Voices and Nebula are both out this month. Yes. Um, and uh, Children of the Atom drops, I think, in April. So. Nice. And if you haven't picked up Morbius, please. You have to understand <laughs> that. Like, Thanks, I read all of Vita's stuff, but like, I finished reading issues of Morbius and immediately like started bothering this asshole like <laughs> this is amazing uh and like i think that it's not necessarily what what people think that they're going to get um the and, dv is still there don't worry yeah it's got that uh, DV. but like in terms of <laughs> it is the closest that i think that i've read in a very long time of combining a modern s- style of comic storytelling and the actual classic old school 70s or EC Marvel horror stuff that I think Vita has made a really amazing kind of uh, marriage what do you of want the two. From me? Do you want my land? Like, what I is going have... on? <laughs> I'm going to have to chat that out myself because I have not had a chance to oh, read you, Morbius. You gotta, so, yeah, I'm going to have to get on I that. Know, man, I'm sorry. I have issue two <laughs> in my bag. All right. Um, and please let the internet know where they can find you at. I'm on Twitter at definitely Vita. Uh, my Instagram is now private, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm up on Twitter, uh, WereDogs, W-E-R-E-D-A-W-G-Z, because I have a brand to maintain. Correct. <laughs> All right. Nice. And I think that's about it for this episode of For All Nerds. As always, thank you all for joining us. Make sure you are following me at DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana at... Tatiana King. And follow our platform or whatever go see terminator dark fate yeah that's what we're, we're trying Rented. to say <laughs> I, 